Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> it's Corey. And it's, it's Billy. <laughs> and this is Gripped, Awakening the Grown in a Generation for Revival and the Return of the Lord. Yes. Here we are, Season 5, Episode 10. Come on. Boom. Here we are. Boom. If you've been tracking with us the whole season, we just want to say we love you. Yeah. And, and uh, Jesus himself said it earlier, if you obey my commands, the my father will love you. We love you. <laughs> oh, no. All right, all right, whatever. We love you even if you didn't listen to yeah, all the Yeah, even if you lines. didn't listen, we still love you. But we love you a touch extra if you did come through. <laughs> all right, all right. We're in John. I love it. Okay, so let's. I want to jump into this. We're doing John 17 in this one, all right? Jesus ends in John 16 for four chapters. And, and the way that I read it, because it's after John 17 that they walk over the brook... Uh, Kidron, or mm. they walk over the brook mm. into the garden. Gotcha. So I see John 13 and 14 in the upper room, mm -hmm. 15 and 16 on the way, on the way, and even probably at the mm -hmm. at the thing. And then Jesus goes, "In the world you'll have tribulation, mm. but be of good cheer; I've overcome the world." Yeah. And then look at John 17:1. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> he spoke these words. Now he's talked <laughs> for four chapters. <laughs> And then he did this. In the world, you'll have tribulation. Be a good child. Overcome the world. He looks up. <laughs> Jesus prayed with his eyes open. Okay? He lifts his eyes to heaven, and he says, Father, the hours come. Glorify your son that he may also glorify you. <laughs> and Jesus, he talks for four chapters, and he's going to pray for one. I just, the thing about it is, can you imagine what? <laughs> Can you imagine the disciples, again, when I read the Bible, I always try to put myself Me in the story. I would too. encourage you to do that because it just makes it more real. They're looking at God in the flesh, oh looking up to God the Father, and now... The, Through the, God the Spirit. By God <laughs> the Spirit, and now we get what's called intertrinitarian dialogue. We get to see how Jesus... The Son of God, God the Son, talks to God the Father. We get to see this interplay, and they're sitting there just watching it. He doesn't look at them and go, hey, guys, just pray with me. No, no. He, he just launched. And the reason why is he's modeling. He's praying for real, but yeah. he's also modeling what it's supposed to look like. He's been telling them that you're going to be praying. You're going to be talking That's to the right. Father That's yourself. Right. You're going to be saying things to the Father, and Holy Spirit is going to be directing it. And now he's going to do it in front of them so they can see and hear the prayer so that they can learn and grow. But it's more than just a prayer. It's a prophecy. It's got levels and dimensions of fulfillment that we're going to see, I think, potentially in our lifetime even. We get to see what God cares about. Oh, man. Yes. We get to see what God cares about and what God prays about. And if he cares about these things, these should be some of the most yes. important things on our hearts yes. and our minds. They, knew, they need to inform our prayer lives. For sure. I think it's amazing that he talks for four chapters, but he's going to secure it in intercession. Mm. He's going to secure them in intercession. Yes. He's yeah. going to pray that the, that the Lord would deliver them from temptation. Mm. He has prepared them. Mm -hmm. He stewarded their hearts. Yeah. But now he's going to secure it in intercession. Yep. I love Guys, it. I we cannot we cannot get our heads around the power 
of the of the of the intercessor, the intercessor to secure our hearts. I even love what he told Peter early in the night in Luke twenty two thirty one. Simon, son of he goes, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Yeah. But I've prayed for you. Yes. That your faith would not fail. And after you've returned, strengthen your brethren. Guys, I want you to know, and I love to do this with people. I mean, most likely, if you're at least 25, 30 years old, even younger, who, who knows your story? But I love to have people look around the room. I go, everybody look around the room. I go, do you know that if I knew everyone's story in this room, what I'd be thinking? What are you doing in this room? <laughs> How are you here? How'd you even get here? How'd you hear? Why aren't you dead? Mm. Why aren't you drunk somewhere, mm. strung out somewhere, and another this, another that? I'll tell you why. There's a man at the right hand of the Father who prays for you. Yeah. There's a man who prays for you, and you're here, and he kept you from falling time and time again. He kept you from stumbling. He kept your heart from being overwhelmed in despair, mm -hmm. in hopelessness, in depression. And it's the power of his prayer life that upholds you, that strengthens you, that delivers you, that surrounds you. It's the power of the man of heaven. And what I love, he says, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I believe one of the greatest joys we have is we have John 17. Mm. The fact we have it gives us confidence to know this is something that Jesus has prayed for. We're riding on Jesus's prayers. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking how often when you see a miracle, a surprising thing happen, a, a God move, and some people say, man, somebody must have been praying for that. <laughs> and I wonder how often that somebody was Jesus. Yes. The, the great intercessor at the right hand of the Father making intercession Salabah. for us. We get to see him do it as a man here. But it's his, eternal, it's his eternal ministry to be an intercessor at the right hand of God, crying out on, on our behalf, and which is our great glory as well, to enter into that ministry with him. So Jesus is going to launch, and, and the first 20 verses are primarily about those 12 that were given to him, mm. about those 12 that were given to him. And what you feel just streaming through these 20 verses is Jesus's pride in keeping that which the father gave to him mm. and that he took great pride and honor in giving mm. back to the father mm. what the father had given to him and that he had given them his words he had kept them in his name mm. he had delivered them stewarded them brought them and you see this interchange between the father and the son mm. of saying you gave them to me now i'm giving them back to mm. you mm. anyway let, let's walk through this he says, Father, the hours come, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. And he's talking about the glorification through the cross. As you've given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to as many as you've given him, this is eternal life. My goodness. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Jesus came to unveil the revelation of the only true God. Yeah. He came to manifest the glory of the Father, the nature of the Father, yes. and to diffuse the nature of the Father. I think it's such an important understanding that eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts when you get born again, and you, get, you begin to know Jesus Christ and the Father. Eternal life starts at the new birth, which then tells us that in increasing measures, as we come into greater revelation, greater yieldedness, greater deliverance from our own ambitions, that we can enter into greater dimensions 
of intimacy with God that then has this, I mean, how do I want to say it? Eternal life anointing. What yes. all the life of God it's qual it's qualitative. All available for us now. Yes. Yes. You know, and I see the Hebrews three and four discussion on rest in this way. Yes. Where he says they didn't enter into his rest in a natural way. And he uses that to describe us entering into the rest of God now. On earth, we can enter into the rest, and he ties it to our eternal experience of rest in God. And so there's this quality of life where we're touching eternity. It's touching us. It's manifesting in and through us right now, right now. A mom at home, eternal life is now. Dad going to work today, eternal life is now. Missionary on the mission field, eternal life is now. Pastor, it's now. 20-year-old, it's now. Intercessor, eternal life starts now. And that's what we're talking about, drinking of Holy Spirit and experiencing the powers of the age to come right now. It's not the fullness of it. Don't misunderstand me. But in greater, increasing dimensions through our yieldedness, our faith, the, the, the outcomes of God in our life, eternal life is manifesting in us. Now our mortal bodies are perishing, but on the inside we're being renewed day by day. What is that? That's eternal life working in us now unto a fullness when we are the redeemed possession of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 Guys, meditate on John 17, 3. This is eternal life. To know, no, to experience, to Beautiful. encounter, to drink, only to live God. in the only true God in Jesus Christ. You said, mm. he goes, I've glorified you on the earth. I finished the work that you've given me. I love that. I finished it, Abba. And then he goes out into it. And now, oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself. <laughs> All right. If it had been fine, if he had stopped there and we had, you know, whatever. But then he says, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. <laughs> Guys, Jesus is feeding on the glory, on the intimacy that him and the Father and the Holy Spirit had before Genesis 1. Yes. And he's saying, take that eternal glory and glorify me with that glory. My gosh. I mean, it's the that Job 26, the mere edges, yes. the whispers. Yes. You know, it talks about all of creation, the, the grandeur and the glory uh, of God. It, it's just a whisper. whisper compared to the full expanse of his power. And so when we look into this verse, I feel that. I go, what are we even talking about? Glorify me about? with the glory which I had with you before. before. the world was made. You've got to ask that question. What are we even talking about right now? That before there was ever anything created, there was God the Father beholding God the Son through God the Spirit. We don't have time to go into no. it, but I'm going to put an asterisk there and say, look at Proverbs 8. Yes. Look at Proverbs 8. Just go there. Yes, wisdom. And, and you'll see wisdom. It's the personification of Jesus and then his relationship to the eternal Father. That thing yes. that shows up in Proverbs 8, it is stunning and exciting, exhilarating. I love it. I'm going to speed up because I want to get to 21. But Jesus goes, I've manifested your name. You gave them to me, and I love that. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they've kept your word. And now they know that all things which you've given me are from you.
I've given them the words. They've received them and believe. Now look at verse 9. I pray for them. I don't pray for the world, but for those that you've given me. All mine are yours, verse 10, and yours are mine, and I'm glorified. In them. Yes. Now, I love this. Jesus has already left the building. I'm no longer in the world. <laughs> Jesus goes, I'm gone. My will is fully surrendered it's to the Father. There. I've finished the work. I've already finished it. I've already secured. I'm already there. I'm already there. Guys, that is profound. And I come to you, Holy Father. He calls him Father. He calls him Holy Father. Later on, he'll call him Righteous Father. Keep, here's the point, keep through your name those to you who have given me that they may be one as we are. While I was with them, I kept them in your name. I come to you. I've given them your word. Now, now look at verse 15. Now, this is an important verse, I think. He goes, I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Yes. It's preservation in the midst of darkness yes. instead of escapism from darkness. Yes, yes. And I think that's a critical thought, especially as we're getting into times of trial, difficulty, the end-of-the-age conversation. Jesus was never talking about them being delivered out of trials, but they would be fortified through trials. Yes. I just want to put this in your thoughts. When he says, I've manifested your name, I've given them your word. He's talking about, again, I just, I can't get past this in this discourse, the disclosure of the Father, the disclosure of the heart of the Father through the Son, which is really Jesus' ministry. I think that's the work that he finished. Him ex- I have declared to them your name. Your name. I've showed them who you are. And then he says to the guys, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Th- in other words, this has been my ministry all along. Yes. But here's the point. God's not hiding from us. Yes. He's not trying. Sometimes he plays hide and seek to get us to go deeper with him, to, f- to find him a little bit. But he is always wanting to disclose himself, manifest himself, reveal himself. He's just asking you to ask him for it. And this is the thing I love. When we say, Lord, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Ephesians 1, 17 prayer, we're asking Jesus to disclose himself to us. And I like to think of it this way. It's like saying, Jesus, would you be vulnerable with yes, me? Yes, 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 yes. Would you share me, so share good. with me your heart, so share with me the Father's heart? I love what Misty, years ago she would sing, what are you thinking? What I are you feeling? I have to know. It's this, it's this question of intimate disclosure. I think he loves it. I think he wants you to ask him in those ways because it's what he did on earth. And now it's what Holy Spirit is doing in and through us, manifesting what Jesus had. Ask him, be vulnerable with me. Share with me your heart. Show me you. Show me the Father. What are you like? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Verse 16, he says, now look at this. He's taught, he's praying for, in, in their presence, Peter, James, John, all of them mm-hmm. hear him praying this. Mm-hmm. Now think about that, watching someone else talk out loud in, in their presence. <laughs> I mean, keep yourself there. They're watching him talk to the Father, gone. And then he says this, they're not of the world. 
just as I'm not of the world. And I, we're, we're in touch with their story. We're in touch with what they're about to do. What's about to go down is going to be really bad. And Jesus says they're not of the world. He says this, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Mm. As you sent me into the world, I send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they may be sanctified by the truth, mm. which I think is one of the greatest leadership verses in the Bible. Leaders, if you want to see your people impacted by truth, mm. it requires you to be fully set apart to that truth. Yes. And then Jesus is now going to launch, and this is where we want to spend the rest of the time, because I believe literally Jesus is seeing the church in the earth in 2022. He's looking down the walls of eternity, Yes. and he's praying for the end time church. Mm. And friends, we believe that we're in the generation of the Lord's return. Mm -hmm. He goes, I don't pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. I want them to all be one, okay? That's the things he talked about in John 14. Mm -hmm. This one, this union. I want them to be one as you, Father, are in me, the Father in Jesus, and Jesus in Abba, mm -hmm. that they would be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Mm. What are some thoughts on 21? <laughs> I mean, it's... The dynamic of this is that the union that we share with Jesus is the same as the union that we share with one another. Now, experientially, we're, we don't really know what this is. Yeah. But there is, a, there is a fullness of this coming. We touch this at times in yeah, deep yeah. fellowship with one another. But there is a fullness of this coming where just as we are one with him and Holy Spirit inside, Holy Spirit inside you, Holy Spirit inside me, now brings us into oneness with each other. And that is a mystical union that is a testimony of the deity, that only this can only be done by God. The only way humans can love one another, serve one another, lay their lives down for one another, fight for one another's destiny, care for one another, bless all the things for one another, the way that they're doing it, the world will go, oh, it's clear that's Jesus. That's only Jesus. And it's going to manifest in all the people groups in the earth that are at odds with one another. Yes. And the and I will tell you the pinnacle of this talk about it is going to be it is going to be Arab and Muslim unity in love by the power of the Holy Spirit at the end of the age, born again under the banner of Jesus. That's gonna it's gonna shatter the enmity and bring them together in one, and the whole earth is gonna see it at a time when. More, there'll be more Jewish anti-Semitism. Yes. There will be more hatred against Christians, but the power of the Holy Spirit, the love of God, it's going to bring Jewish believers in Jesus with Arab believers in Jesus, bring them to one that, in yes, unity yes. in Jesus, and it is going to, that testimony is going to shock the nations. Every people group that that's at odds, they're gonna they're gonna experience this union, this oneness. That's the fullness of it. But this. the fullness of it is Jew and Gentile. It's the sons of Abraham. It's Isaac and Ishmael. Finally coming together in love and in oneness in Jesus. Yes. And this, oh my goodness. 
The glory which you have given me. He talked about it in John 17, 5. That glory from before the foundation. That glory, he says, I've given them. Yes. And that's what's going to make them one just as we are one. And I think this, I think this has many dimensions. Because we think of glory, we go, oh, power. Well, glory is more than power. Yes. Well, glory, okay, beauty. It's more than beauty. And, you know, Mike's the one that's been saying for years, the glory of God is the depths of God. Yes. He goes, the, the depths that you've given me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. And what I'm seeing in there is that we would offer our depths uh. and be one together. And you know what it's like. It's that night you stayed up with the dude, your friend, your girlfriend, you guys stayed up. You talked till 3 a.m. You shared your stuff. The next morning you woke up, you thought, man, I shared a lot. I hope it's okay. And then you realize. No, we, we came much closer together because we shared. My goodness. The disclosure. is Again, it's the disclosure. It's the friendship. It's the intimacy. It's right there. This is so many dimensions to it. it you know, it's more than just I showed you my story. But, I mean, no, there no, is no. a depth of unveiling the heart and vulnerability that brings us in union oh, with one another. Anointed by the Holy Spirit, oh, the fellowship oh, of the Father and the Son and with one another, oh, like First John 1 talks about. We step into a oh, union in glory that is not forged any other way. It's the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I and them. Oh. You and me. <laughs> so... That they may be made perfect. In one. Perfect. Fivefold ministry until we come into the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. Perfect in one. We're going to perfection. Yes, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. That the world, okay? The unbelieving world's gonna know two things. Jesus is the Messiah sent yes, from God. Yes. And number two. That the Father loves us as the Father loves Jesus. <laughs> he says, and that you've loved them as you've loved me. That's going to be our message. Yes. I believe that's what we're going to manifest. I believe that's what we're going to live Experience. in. Experience. And I believe it's what we're going to proclaim. Yes. We're as loved by Abba as Jesus is loved by Abba. Yes. And that's going to be seen as manifest. John 17, 24 changed my life. Father, I desire that those whom you've given me would be with me where I am. Guys, this is more than just being in some location. This is union with his will, union with his purpose, union with his heart, and then being lost in the search and the discovery of his glory. I want them beholding my glory. Yes. I want them beholding my glory. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. He says it again. This is something born from before the foundation of the world in the heart of God was for a bride to be with him where he is and to be lost in his glory, to be lost in his beauty, to be lost in his splendor. In mutuality and love. O righteous Father, he calls him Father, Holy Father, and now Righteous Father. The world's not known you, but I've known you, and these have known that you sent me. And then verse 26, we end it. I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it. He says, I have. I've done it for the last 33 years. I've done it for the last three years. I've been manifesting your name, manifesting your nature. Yes. And tomorrow, when I'm hanging between, suspended between heaven and earth, 
and the glory of God is passing before a generation through my torn flesh, through my ripped skin, through the crown of thorns, through the blood, through it all, I will be manifesting your name. And I will be doing it forever in the resurrection and on and on and on. That the love. Yeah, Here it get, is. Get your mind around that, that for this purpose. The love this is the point. with which you loved me would be in them and I in them. This is the this is directionally everything that the ministry of Jesus has been about. And it's that we would experience the transcendent love of God as a participant in the love of the Godhead, and we would voluntarily love God back. Yes, 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 yes. With the very love that he's loved us, we would love him back. I remember when I first moved to Kansas City, and I think you were 26, and uh, I remember you were on Father I Desire for like a year. Yeah. I think every message I heard you, you said, Father, you talked about this part of the high priestly prayer, Father I Desire. And this idea that there is a depth of desire, that Ugh. Jesus desires, Ugh. that there's a longing in the heart of God. And again, I, I see this as disclosure. I desire that they'd be close and they would experience, they behold my glory. That is a unveil, an unveiling of the heart of who he is. And the idea is not just for him to shower us, but the interchange, yes, the mutuality. But this thing that's in the heart of Jesus Christ, Father, I desire that they whom you've given me, they be with me where I am. They, I want them with me. I want them with me. It's not okay that we're apart. I want them with me. And they would behold my glory, that there would be an unveiling of my heart, my depths to them, and vice versa. I, that's what I hear in that. That we would mutually engage in close intimacy. Beloved, tap into that. I remember you carried that for a year at least. I mean, maybe two. It rewrote my image of God. That he would want me that way. That he would long for me that way. And even today, uh. even to this moment, I think of Jesus. He, he's not... He's not looking at me with expectations. Uh, He's looking at me with desires. That's right. That's right. He's looking at me with longings. There's there's a want in him for me. And that that is what makes my life worth breathing air. That's what makes it worth living this life. That he would want me. He would want me in any way that he would want me. And I tell you, he wants you. We ask him this question often. What do you want me to do? And we need to get rid of the last three words. It <laughs> needs to be, you. what do you want? Not me to do. What do you want? And he'll answer with that. That's right. I want you. That's right. I want you. 
God, I pray right now that you would baptize all of us in your desire. <laughs> baptize all of us in that river of desire, that river of fire within the Godhead. Jesus, you oh, prayed this. Desire. Your last words, Jesus. Abba, we, we want to love your son the way you love yes. your son. Give to your son a bride who loves him the way you love him. Yes. Lord, I pray, put that phrase, Father, I desire. Put that deep in the heart hey! of all of us. Let it reformat. Let it reorient the way we think about you. Let it shift and change the way that we live that God the Son wants us. You want us. You want to be with us. You want to unveil yourself to us. Make that so real that it's not some one-way transaction that you want and you long for mutual relationship of sharing of glory, that we would open our heart to you, you would open your heart to us, and we would enter into the fellowship of the holy, the beauty of intimacy in the love of the Godhead. God, I'm asking for the truths of John 13 to 17 to become so rich yes, and God. so real and so alive and, and so potent in the heart of every hearer, everyone that's trapped with us this season. I pray that you would now put them on a journey of discovery in John 13 yes, to 17. Open it up. 10 years. 20, 20 years, years that this would be so deep in their heart and that God you would unveil new phrases new thoughts a depth the richness of what's in these passages inner trinitarian dialogue and love the love of God for us the love of God for the son for the spirit the ministry of the holy spirit that the power of joy hey. and peace in the place of betrayal to, to sustain us through trial the tenderness of your hey. Heart for us, all your all your wonderful thoughts for us, that we would know the love of God, we would know the Son of God, and the, we would know the love of the Father. We would live in eternal life, and that we would enter into oneness as you dreamed, as you prayed and prophesied. That oneness would be the portion of the redeemed. Release that to us, God. We ask. Yes, God. Yes, yes, yes. We ask you to do this, Abba. Jesus. Take these five chapters and stamp them on our spirits. Yes. Open up a door and bring us through it and get the church ready. Yes, God. Get the get church us ready. ready. Make us get ready. Get us ready, Jesus. We love you and we hey. bless you. Yes. Guys, we love you. Yes. We want to encourage you stay on this journey, fasting and prayer in the word, in community. Believing God for breakthrough. Continue to allow Holy Spirit to use you. Have faith that He'll use you and manifest Himself to you. We love you. Yes. Bless you. Bless you. 
everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We hope this episode ministered to your heart. If so, feel free to subscribe and leave us a good rating. You can find previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. You can watch this episode and more on our YouTube channel, Gripped Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at The Gripped Podcast. To stay connected with Corey's ministry, you can find out more at www. CoreyRussell.org. To stay connected with Billy's ministry, you can find out more at www.billyhumphrey.com. Bless you guys. Thank you.